Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 142. We are your hosts. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi guys, how's everybody doing? Hello. What's up in the world? Well, this is down in my world, and I already shared this story with you today, Sarah, but I'm going to share it with our listeners because it's very poignant and very uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> my you butthole itches! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say, can you say it any more suspiciously? I have had diarrhea for the last three days for no apparent reason i don't think i ate anything bad and if i did for it to last for three days is super weird um eddie had something similar last week and then this week i had it and it, mine lasted longer than his and just probably <laughs> and just the fact that i've had diarrhea for three days straight and had to wipe um a higher amount of uh, times than usual has made my butthole super raw and itchy. <laughs> you just, you saying that immediately made me clench. Like, I, know. I was yeah. like, it made me clench in, oh. uh, in like sympathetic pain. Yes. So today, the reason I was telling Sarah this is today I had 20 miles on my marathon training schedule and it, my oh, butthole no. was already feeling the wrath and <laughs> for those of you who are not um long distance runners or walkers you may or may not be aware that even just when you don't have diarrhea and are wiping vigorously many many times a day just the act of walking and being sweaty or running and being sweaty sometimes you get chafing between your butt cheeks And sometimes you don't know that you got chafing between your butt cheeks until you're in the shower and the water Ooh. hits it and it burns. Oh, and I did no. not want that to happen today. So I had to get some butt paste. And those of you who are parents know <laughs> that there is a certain thing called butt paste where you put it on the babies when they so they don't get diaper rash. And I had to put it um, very liberally between my butt cheeks. I don't, I don't read the directions. <laughs> This is how you end up with an infection. <laughs> so oh, man. That is what saying. is going on in my world today. <laughs> Jeepers. Yeah, that's commitment, though. Like, for you to go out of your way to do that in order to do your 20 miles in 90-degree heat. Like, what the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't intend to do it so ooh, 
so uh, I'm ooing and eyeing because Jen is showing us a bottle of wine uh, on her end of the podcast. Um, I didn't intend to do 20 miles in 90 degree weather today. Um, I was supposed to get up at four and go start running at 630 with my marathon training group. But my tummy just was not uh, having it when I got up early and it was still gurgly and I still was uh, on the potty for longer than I intended, which uh, I was like, I would rather run here where I know I can just come to the house whenever I needed to (laughs) than do 20 miles, literally miles away from a bathroom in Santa Monica. I just stayed here and started uh, running a little later than normal uh, until my tummy calmed down. And then um, that is why, because if I would have run with my group, I would have been done before noon, probably, uh, mm-hmm. and wouldn't have been in the the apex of the, the sun uh, <laughs> and the heat. So, oh, that's incredibly Better crazy. Better to do it on your own earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jen? What's up with you? School, school's what's up, and it just started, huh? It started three weeks ago. Oh um, shit! Dang. <laughs> yeah, and we're actually we're going back to in-person classes this upcoming week. Oh, so your girl. I mean, I'm boosted, and I got my like shots and everything, and so like that's all Gucci. That's all fine. That's all cool. Um, uh, it's just like I'm like, man, do I want to interact with people? And the answer is no. I don't. <laughs> um. Uh, Cause that's just who I am. Um, um, but I am. Okay. So I'm taking four courses right now, uh, four classes. And one is like, um, uh, is East Asian, uh, or not East Asian. No, it's, um, uh, it's just the name of the, of the class was, uh, Asian literature studies. And I was just uh, like, okay, sure. Uh, and then once we like actually got the class, it was uh, specifically about India. So now I'm still, mm. right now I'm studying Indian literature and I was just all like the, the post child for post-colonial times, let's fucking go. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so that's been, it's been a very fun, interesting class. Um, uh, and yes, I do use fun when referring to my classes because I'm a giant <laughs> fucking nerd. Um, uh, and then I'm taking English 60, which is um, a survey of 16 to 1800s American and British literature, and I want to die. Oh shit! <laughs> I want to. I want to die. I want to perish because it's not a hard class, and it's always the not hard classes that get you because they're always the one that you end up like, like going brain dead in. Because uh, I seriously, yeah. I like the class. The classes that I've had. I enter the Zoom class and immediately it's like flatline right here. Like, like if there was like an EKG or whatever that measures brain waves, uh-huh. mine would be like, she's brain dead. <laughs> she's gone. There's no, there's no thought process going on here. It's like in one ear, out the other. I do not know what my professor has said to me because all I hear is white noise. It's, uh, <laughs> that's basically what British and American literature is. It's just white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so, oh God, I love that. Um, um, so that is the class. Like, and here's the thing is that most of the stuff that we're reading, I've already read. And so I'm uh, like, oh, fucking hell. Okay. I'm just expected to talk with my classmates. And I'm like, 
I didn't want to do that. <laughs> just give me, tell me to do a research paper. I'll do that. I'll just recycle an old one that I have, maybe. Before, <laughs> before they learned that Turnitin existed. Um, um, one of those papers. So there's that class. And then I am taking a, okay, English 60. Oh, a political science class. And this one is interesting. This one's actually like interesting. I'm not going to say it's fun. But it's interesting because we are learning about California law mm. uh, and government and like the federal government and stuff like that. But that's the boring stuff that we all like learning, like preschool or whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> preschool. <laughs> yeah, preschool or whatever. Um, um, I'm more interested in the California law part of it. And we've already read some stuff. And I'm just like, damn, California, you mean. <laughs> Uh, is basically what I've gotten from it. And as much as people say, like, this is a liberal state, it's like, is it though? Is it <laughs> like when you look at the law that we have, is it liberal? And so that is actually like one of our like end of term, like possible paper options to write about is just like, is California liberal mm. like in the broader sense of like when you're comparative because it's a comparative approach to political science and stuff like that so we're not just looking at the u.s we're also going to be looking like out of stuff stuff so it's just a, like is it as liberal as we say it is so i'm just a, like ooh, this is interesting this is this is an opportunity to just drag the law so i i am very invested in looking into this so i'm just saying like it's not fun because law isn't fun but it's interesting it's fascinating. Sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then my last class that I'm most excited for and that has now like re I, I shit you not. I have cried at every uh, every lesson that we have in this class and I am dreading going in person because I will probably cry again. Um, but I'm not the only one. That's the only comfort that I have. Um, <laughs> um, it is Religions 99, Death, Dying and Burial Rights. Oh, Wow. Um, like immediately from the get-go, the professor like hit us like, hey, how would you plan your funeral? Like seriously, like not a joke. Like he was just like, here's like the legal papers, fill it out. And I was mm -hmm. like, <laughs> okay. Um, and depending, like he would like, he like, he would determine like the seriousness of someone's like stuff like that. But like, if you like did it, like he'll, he would give you full points and stuff like that. Uh, but he did give you like feedback uh, on like stuff like that. And so the class itself is about like modern death, like mm -hmm. we're and like modern death and modern processes of like grieving and mourning and like preparing for your own death and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, it's a really, it's a really heavy class, but I like, I love it. Like, I love it. And like when people are just like, I always joked about how, like, I said, like, I'm not afraid of, like, death or, like, contemplating my own death. But I realized that I am afraid of planning for it. And there's a reason oh, wow. that I haven't, like, they're, like, like looking at it, like, looking, like, really hard and, like, detailed and, like, saying, like, who's going to get, like, what and, like, doing a will and, like, the nitty gritty mm -hmm. details of death. Like, I'm afraid of that shit. And I'm just like, why am I afraid of it? Like, what's like, what's going on here? Like, I'm why am I okay with like the concept of death and like what lies afterward? I'm just like, I'm cool. I'm Gucci. I know what that is. But it's like the nitty gritty of like dealing with my course that makes corpse that make that upsets me. I'm mm -hmm. just like, is it the idea of like just like me not being there? I'm just like, no, that's not it. It's just 
it's the impact of what if like I died and killed over, like what would that impact be? And then he asked us like to rate like who we wanted in our lives, like on our deathbeds. And I was just all like, yo, bro, that's that's kind of that's kind of fucked. But at the same time, I was just like, who would I want at my deathbed? And who would I be like? You don't get to come in as I'm dying because I don't want to see you. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, because he like he like he hit us with the this was day one of the class. He hit us like hard, and he was just like and he like it was like a, like he gave us like a little questionnaire of forty like questions, <clears throat> and we had to fill them out. A lot of them he was just like he was just like where do you want your like your like your thing to be? He was just like because like your or your like wake to be and stuff like that. And even if you say you don't want a wake or something like that, your friends will have one for mm-hmm. you no matter what because you're dead and they want to like mourn you so where would you want them to celebrate and i was just like yo legit a bar yeah don't go to church <laughs> like go to a bar get fucked up get as fucked up as you possibly can make as many bad decisions that is the perfect weight for me that is how you remember me messy <laughs> i'm not even kidding this is like this is this is like if I was to have a wake, the best possible way that my friends could remember me is getting as shit faced as possible and making bad decisions. Because that was me every single time I went out, like hardcore drinking. Had <laughs> <laughs> some good memories that way, some great stories. Well, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like it's like seriously my favorite class, but it has seriously made me cry, and yeah. I'm not the only one because like we had to like at one point like talk, and we were all like getting like emotional and stuff like that because we like we're watching like videos and we're watching like end of life care and stuff like that and palliative care and that's what we're learning about right now and it's just like when like if you like make it to old age like how do you want to like do you want like um um do you want a dnr do you want um uh, like attempt like keep me alive as possible for as long as possible or do you want palliative care and in palliative care is there's a degree of like of like being okay with your death and stuff like that, but still kind of like not wanting, it's just being comfortable towards the end of your life. And I was just like, like I'd, I hadn't ever heard of palliative care. Uh, I knew of like, like the do everything possible and the mm-hmm. DNR, um, uh, but not the last one. I was just like, yo, that's kind of nice. I think I would want that. <laughs> so well, it's been, it's been a fascinating class. It sounds fascinating. So I feel like I need a drink now. <laughs> like I, you just Let's like go. all these freaking little light bulbs are going in my head from all of the, all this information you're receiving from this class. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's I, good. Like it makes me think about mortality. Here's the thing about it. The class that I found has been like really, really cool. And also like really been beneficial is that because I'm thinking about death so much, I'm also being like, huh? Then I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Like, I want to do like this stuff. If I want to go to like freaking Santa Cruz to go study for three hours because I like the beach, then I will do it. That's a good way of seeing it. Yeah. uh And so like, I don't know, taking the classes also just made me more aware of how like I do enjoy life. Like I like it, (laughs) but I'm also like, I'm not going to be torn up if I just like die either. So it's like, (laughs) and another thing that, (laughs) another thing that, uh, we were talking about is that people are uncomfortable when you talk about death. They don't mm-hmm. like it. And I realized that I've never really been uncomfortable with it. And I mean, that's just because like, I'm an edgy little shit lord and 
like I was just like emo and stuff like that but I was like when I think about it like I mean I have been like suicidal and stuff like that I have done all that stuff so I am in a sense comfortable with my mortality um uh, I'm just not comfortable with the consequences of said mortality ending interesting well i want to talk about how we are having a fundraiser a network fundraiser and it's going to take place on february 17th at 5 p.m pacific standard time and you can get your tickets to support us and other podcasts in our network at period network.com and you can get your tickets and it's on a donation basis so even if you feel like you cannot attend and watch the live the the stream then you can definitely just get your ticket just to help our network out and you know show your support and so forth so um i really want to put that on you guys's radar so please make sure to go period to period network.com period podcast period network, podcast, podcast yes period podcast <laughs> network.com and get Say your that tickets fast there three times <laughs> oh no don't don't make me do that <laughs> that's period in general ne- to our audience <laughs> well and and Sarah is um, mentioning that there are very many amazing podcasts in addition to Commodity Comics, part of this um, network, like Tinseltown Tea, which is two Black women who talk about um, how to get into uh, Hollywood. Basically, they talk about like the behind the scenes. Um, yes, a stripper podcast, which is in-depth interviews with strippers, sex workers, pole dancers, and uh, also Girl Boner Radio, uh, and Elaine's Cooking for the Soul, which is a scripted um, fiction podcast, which is super cool, and then Comedy Girl Crush, where it is two amazing, funny comedians, uh, women comedians, who also interview their quote unquote comedy crushes. So um, other comedians that they think are just awesome. And um, all the podcasts are really cool. And I think that this fundraiser is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Definitely. And we hope to see you there, guys. (laughs) All right, guys, now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. And Kristen has some juicy cheese man what do you have for us today i don't remember what we said we were going to do because there were two cheeses <laughs> i think we should do them both was okay one was that all the marvel shows that are currently on netflix are going to be leaving and nobody knows where they are going um a lot of people are thinking that they might not go to disney plus because um they are not disney plus produced shows they are netflix produced shows um although disney owns the characters owns all of the stories um so we're not really sure so if you have not seen any of or even some of those shows you have a very limited time i think it's like some part in february which is almost over it's oh no Already the twelve. <laughs> I think um, I, I think I'm caught up, but I, I know I think I'm caught up. But if I'm not, I'm like really panicking now. <laughs> well, a lot of people are like, I gotta hurry up and binge. Except for Iron Fist, <laughs> I don't need to watch that. <laughs> oh, that was Still, so painful. Painful. Even though there was like a lot of pieces that later came out saying like it's not as bad as everybody made it out to be. I'm um, just like it is still the worst of all of them. I yes. was in. 
I was entertained. It was definitely the, my least favorite, but I was definitely mm -hmm. entertained. So I, I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, um, I would say just watch it just to watch it. But yes, you only have until March 1st. Oh, God. And then we do not know where they will be after that. So that includes Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and uh, Iron Fist. Oh, and probably Punisher, too. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I loved Punisher. I did, too. I I'm really sure did. I'm caught up, caught up on those. But oh, I'll and then check. there's Defenders. Also, that was a Netflix oh yeah, defender. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, that is my achievement. <laughs> and also, uh, we were just talking about off uh, right before we started recording, uh, "Marry Me," the movie uh, with Jennifer Lopez and Luke Wilson. Yes. Yes, Luke Wilson. I don't know which Wilson it was. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but, was it uh, Luke? No, it's not Luke. It's, it's the not, other one. It's the other one. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, someone, someone dude from Dumb and Dumber. No, no, no. It is a Wilson, but it's not Luke. Yes. So uh, it's an old blonde man. Yes. <laughs> it's Owen. 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 <laughs> All I know is he has a cute oh, little crooked nose. Yes. Can you even believe? I mean, she's saying old uh, man. Jennifer Lopez is like in her 50s. She's 50 yeah. years old. And she looks fucking amazing. Yeah. I just saw a picture of her back in like 2013. And my God, if anything, she's gotten better. Yeah. Um, anyway, what we were talking about Any is the movie. Glow ups. Me. Glow ups. <laughs> the, Latin, the Latin heritage. Those are all contributing factors. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, you know, the Hollywood standards. Yeah. Women, true, true. women can't not get hot. In Hollywood, if they want to stay it's relevant. True. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we know this is a rom-com, you know, but what we just found out is that it's based on a graphic novel that used to be a Webtoons. Mm -hmm. And who was the, the writer of the graphic novel? I totally forgot. Uh, Benny something or other was... It was a long name. It was... <laughs> it, was like, it was like co-created? It was... Ba oh, Benny... Bobby Crosby and Remy Mokhtar. Mokhtar, yes. So, so yeah. um, yes, that was completely new information. I had no idea. Jen just happened to mention it today, and I was like, oh my god, that's cheese mayo. I had no idea. I is. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people have no idea really how many um properties they watch whether it's tv shows or movies um that the source material is a comic book I really mm -hmm. like honestly this is silly now that i think about it but not until i started working at hi ho in 2014 did i know that the freaking teenage mutant ninja turtles were a comic book first i had no <laughs> idea <laughs> you didn't even think they were a cartoon first no, I knew they were a cartoon. That's how oh, I knew okay. them. Uh, because I knew the I knew yeah. the 90s cartoon. Um it's but I had no idea it was a comic first. Uh just like how the I always remember there was a father a mother and a son who came in. It was like, 
look at this book about zombies. Uh, and she was like, yes, it is based on the, this comic is based on um, the Walking Dead TV show because it's so popular. <laughs> she was in a comic book store and she said that and I had to bite my tongue because <laughs> she was talking to her son. Aww. I was like, I really want to set you straight right now, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had no idea and I felt so stupid because uh, that seems like a really big one. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like one that's like common sense. <laughs> <laughs> but like things like Kingsman or Road to Perdition or like those kinds of things. Yes. People have no idea. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. So that's our achievement for today. And now it's time for On My Radar. Kristen, what is on your radar? Okay, so... I shared very briefly on the TikTok uh, that we have. <laughs> I am going to start to do an On My Radar on TikTok every Tuesday in preparation for books that are coming out the following Wednesday for New Comic Book Day. And I shared very briefly about um, a comic called Memories from Limon. And I wanted to just talk a little bit more about it because all I was really able to do is give the title and the creator, which is Edo Brenes. And this particular book, um, which I have copies of that we can um, actually do for our review on a future episode, um, this particular book is a snapshot of reconnecting with generations of one's family history. Uh, Costa Rican illustrator Edo Brenes unearths a trove of stories in his graphic novel, Memories of Limon. He recounts tales of everything from affairs to adventurous escapades, all while taking time to share a laugh over life's messier moments. Um, so... Uh, I honestly, from everything I've read, cannot tell whether or not this is autobiographical or if it's complete fiction, but it sounds pretty interesting. Um, the main character's name is Ramiro and he leaves the British, um, he leaves Britain uh, and his fiance to investigate his family history back in Costa Rica. And he really just becomes fascinated with some old family photo albums and pictures that leads him to want to go back and start meeting older generations of his family. Um, but as always, people sometimes are not prepared for what they learn about their family history when it's not 100% um, idyllic and perfect. So um, this um, book is actually set in the Caribbean coastline. Uh, and the author weaves together the heartbreaking and humbling stories of three generations of the same family. So this really sounded interesting to me, and I actually um, really enjoyed looking at the art. I haven't read it yet, but I look forward to uh, actually reading it for one of our episodes and doing a review. That sounds pretty Give it awesome. Up for family trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, like Disney just made a bunch of money from family trauma. So, you know, it'd be it'd be up in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make your money <laughs> <laughs> by spilling out all your family secrets. Yes. All right, guys, what time is it? Because I've been ready. I've been ready. <laughs> Wine time. Well, I guess that means 
es la hora de la cervecita. Hell and yeah. Today we have a Three Sons Brewing Company beer. And I'm assuming that this is, is it Three Kush Hospitality or just Kush Hospitality? There's a three ominously uh, arranged here in the middle of, I mean, be, before these two words. I think it's part of the name because it's Three Sons Brewing Company. Okay. And it's also Pink Boots Brew. Right. So this is a collaboration. It's a Pink Boots collaboration, um, which if you will remember is the, what is it? It's like the, is it, are they a nonprofit organization? They are a collaboration of women brewers. Uh, and this group um, not only brews, but then they also do collaborations in order to further um, further educate um, people who, I guess, are not very aware that there are a lot of women in the brewing industry. Yes. Uh, and also supporting the women that already are working in the industry. Um, and this particular brew looks like it was brewed in support of International Women's Day. And I love on the side, it says, who hops the world? W-H-I-R-L, girls. And this is a double India Pale Ale with a 9.7 ABV. Where's, where's Three Sons? It, I feel like it's up north. Um, Actually, I've been there. Uh, we I went to the Lotus Festival, like, no, Cherry Tree Festival in, in Newport, I believe. Newport Beach. Um, And we had been to the, this was years ago before uh -huh. COVID. And so uh, we were just kind of walking around and driving around. And I said, you know what? I really feel like having a beer. And we just came up on this brewery. We, we saw a sign that said beer. And there was like, a, I think there was like a... Uh, like a food truck outside and I was like you know what let's stop here and it was pretty delicious actually well this particular beer says it was brewed and canned in Florida what it says yep. Dania Beach Florida D-A-N-I-A Dania Dania <laughs> Beach Florida oh you know what I might have the wrong brewery I'm sorry three sons three no oh, <laughs> this is three sons I don't know. Uh, they could have uh, a a brewery. They could have many places. I was gonna say they could have um, an actual. Yeah, it, yeah, here. you're right. They're in Florida. I apologize. Wrong information. Okay. Wrong people. <laughs> or was it Three Brothers Brewery? Oh God, it had a three in there, guys. <laughs> okay, there's three weavers. Th I know there's three weavers too. <laughs> uh, no, this is a totally different one. Um, okay. But, Yes. Okay. So I'm, this I'm is an IPA from Florida, not California. I smell it. It's hoppy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. I haven't yes. had an IPA in a really long time. And I'm laughing right now because Sarah loves hops. I like IPAs. This is a double. Jen is not a fan and she just smelled it and she, she gave a poochie face. <laughs> In my defense, it was a restrained Fuji face. <laughs> okay, and I'm not even pouring mine. I'm not either. I'm, drinking I'm not high can. class. Jen's, Jen's pouring hers in her fancy beer glass. Okay, so. It's not even mine. Mm, this is good. This has so much flavor. Holy crap. Look at, look at those chunks just rolling up in there. 
the sediments. It looks like there's sperm floating around in there. <laughs> what? That's a. Uh, that's it. That's it for me, folks. Why'd you have? I'm to just. Order? You know what? I have a bottle of wine. <laughs> I. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> You, you, you guys, you know, you guys don't like that. Why do you guys even look at it? I, I, we, we've had this discussion before where if there's sediment, just let it sit at the bottom and don't drink it. But you guys are like, disgusting. I'm, not- <laughs> I'm drinking mine. I'm going to take a sip of it. it. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of it. And I'm going to try to drink it. And I'm going to try to finish it. But so- if it doesn't, I have two roommates, two very willing and happy roommates who will take my beer. <laughs> This is pretty juicy. Like the word juicy is used a lot to describe a lot of IPAs. And sometimes I'm like, meh, whatever. But this actually tastes juicy. I can taste a lot of uh, fruit notes in it. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit dehydrated because like I said, I did a 20 miler today and I, I drank I drank water and Gatorade during my run, but afterwards I hopped up on uh, caffeine because I knew I was going to be up late. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a little dehydrated and it's throwing my taste buds off. Um, But not enough for me to not appreciate how flavorful this is. Oh, yeah. I'm really surprised. Some Okay, so this is a double IPA really done right because some do IPAs double especially and this looks unfiltered i can't i don't see on the can if it says that it is or it isn't but it looks unfiltered it looks very hazy but it's just a a double um i am not overwhelmed with a really harsh hop taste at the end at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for a double ipa that's really rare i think exactly yeah I'm really enjoying this. Like you said, there's like, it's not harsh. It's really delicate, actually, if I can call it anything. Yeah, um, you're right. I, yeah, I'm really super enjoying it. It um, it doesn't hit the way usually double IPAs hit, and it's it's pretty flavorful. I'm not sure what it is, but there's something about it. I'm not I'm not quite catching what fruit notes are in here but it's pretty delicious i taste some pineapple kind of yeah yeah now that you say that maybe some pineapple um but yeah it's been it i'm i'm quite enjoying it and the fact that it's a pink boots collab brew um which celebrates women in the industry and they also uh provide scholarships for women in the industry that want to be part of the brew industry you know it's like a whole movement how women impact the whole you know brew industry so the college i went to uc davis up north in california actually has a sommelier um you can major in becoming a sommelier there's a lot of chemistry involved which is why i never took wine class because i'm like i i'm I'm not that kind of science person. I'm a social science major. But I have heard that since back in the uh, olden times when I went to college there, that they've actually included uh, or added a beer brewing um, course. And I think uh, you can get a degree in. So I'm just a couple of decades short because I would have been all over that. I think now I've been so cool. 
And I would have made way more money than I did getting a psychology degree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Um, What do you what did you think? I know that you didn't like the the sediment, Jen, but what do you think about the brewing itself? All right. I don't know if you saw me when I took the sip, like I actually took it, but I made the like the O face. Because I was like, what the fuck? So like <laughs> there was there was a, there was a couple moments of confusion right there because where the the smell and the taste that I was tasting were not connecting. Yeah, they, there was they they are not star-crossed lovers. They are on the entire opposite sides of the fucking planet, <laughs> and they do not know each other. <laughs> but yeah. I'll be damned if this isn't actually fucking tasty. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. And now I understand your definition of juicy because <laughs> this be juicy. Can't um, get y'all juice. This is this is this is pretty good. There's definitely like there is like that pineapple taste. There's definitely some kind of citrus. I want to say grapefruit. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. I say uh-huh. grapefruit. Um, and there's there's a specific taste black cherries have or like really ripe cherries have Mm. that is kind of underlying and that I really like and I'm kind of tasting if it's not cherry it's definitely some kind of berry uh, flavored or something something like that there is definitely like something going on right there but I now understand what you mean by when you say that something like something like this makes your mouth water because literally my mouth is watering right now because I want to drink more of it because I was like, I just like, I just have to like ignore how it smells because they, and this is also, I think what's kind of like messing me up right now oh, okay. is because I smell hops. Like I can right. smell it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I can, I can smell it. Yes. But I do not taste it at all. Right. And that's yeah. kind of like, my, I keep like bracing myself to like taste hops, but I'm not tasting them at all. And we, even like right now, as we're talking, there is this very funny aftertaste that is very reminiscent of like orange peel mm. oh, but like okay. not yeah. in a bad way yeah. Not, yeah like not in a bad way like in a good like like i just ate like kind of too many oranges kind of feel or like that numbness that you get when you eat too many pineapples as well like oh yeah yeah and like it's there like i can i can feel it i can taste it i'm just like this is this is really good. This is not a food <laughs> substitute, by the way, so do not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, it's tasty. I just had to hold my breath. Good. <laughs> you know, I, I always seek out the Pink Boots uh, brews that come out because several different breweries collaborate into this Pink Boots Society brew. And they have the, the sticker with the Pink Boot. And when mm-hmm. what they're saying with the pink boot is when uh, breweries, when brewers are brewing, they wear these like rubber boots. Yeah. And so like they're usually black, obviously, but like they they put the pink boot to kind of symbolize women brewers in the industry. So um, they are a uh, they do a, a lot of good work for, you know, for women in you know, the brewery industry. So if you want to donate or want to learn more, you can go to pinkbootsociety.org. That's pinkbootsociety.org. And there's so many things you could donate. You can see what brews, collaborations. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's really interesting, you know, like, because women don't get that much recognition 
in the beer brewing industry or yes so just um, like the comic book industry the beer brewing industry is a male dominated industry and in fact i see i i follow a whole bunch of beer um groups on facebook and just like in my comic uh groups there are so many misogynist dude bros who gatekeep what they think is their job to gatekeep both industries and i've seen people i've seen men in these beer groups completely just uh not even give a second thought to saying yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to that brewery because i hear it's women owned (gasps) what because women the inference and even the words that they use is that women don't know anything about beer so it's very frustrating being being a woman who's in another male dominated nominated industry and who has experienced the misogyny uh, and um, negativity firsthand. I I totally empathize with being a uh, a woman in uh, the beer craft craft beer craft brew industry who right. um, can also continue to receive that kind of behavior kind of attitude towards them yeah and you know what Kristen I you're saying that but I remember a long time ago in a previous episode you said uh in I you know don't quote me on this I can't really recall but I think I remember you saying that one of the first brewers of beer were women like back oh yeah like back during the like ye old monkin times yeah yes not I don't remember that monks don't I exist probably now. they do they just <laughs> But that sounds interesting. And I think probably women did a lot of things first before men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Anyway, are we ready to actually rate the beer? Yes. So just as a reminder, um, our beer rating scale is a five-point scale where one is flaccid, two is initial, three is partial, four is full, and five is rigid. And if a beer is off the charts, um, it is a Super Saiyan. So what do you say, Sarah? I'm going to go with the rigid. Um, Part of it is because of the great cause behind this brew. Mm -hmm. But the other part is because the taste was really like for a double ipa it's it's actually really smooth really delicate i'm really loving it so that's why i'm rating it that i am looking at this penis on my phone and i'm like (laughs) what are the five comparable ratings that we could attribute to a vagina because honestly I'm, I mean, I, I, a lot of people don't know that this rating scale came from another podcast that we shared the podcast room and we thought it was silly and funny and I still do to this day, but quite honestly, I love the idea. And one of the reasons why we rate and drink beer on our podcast is because we all are lovers of, um, craft beer. Jen, um, wasn't to begin with, and we have helped her to see the light, (laughs) But it is is definitely um, something that is not particularly always um, seen as something that women would like, that women are more mixed drink drinkers. And 
And don't get me wrong, I appreciate all those things, but I love a good beer. Yep. And um, the the fact that we use a male anat- piece of anatomy to rate it, just today talking about pink boots and everything, maybe it should be a new <gasps> era and we should find something similar, but to a vagina. Oh, I 100%. <laughs> I think we should be a little bit that. more gender neutral with this. Oh, okay. Here's, here's my proposal. Ooh, I want you, I, I want... Everyone to know what it is because I'm a fucking genius. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all. I want y'all to know this that I am a genius, um, uh, of unparalleled kind. Okay, what is it? Fingers. Oh, <laughs> look, your hand can go. That is exactly. For both men and that women. is definitely gender neutral. Oh my god! So here's, I'm gonna, here's I'm gonna get to work on that. <laughs> One finger. Like, 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 no, like, no hands, like, nothing is just like, this is, this is abstinence. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what the, like, no level B would be. Like, the flaccid is, like, abstinence. Yeah. There we go. Like, not uh-huh. even, like, Love not it. even Mormon sex. Abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> One finger. Does something. Two fingers. We're getting somewhere. Three fingers. Let's fucking go. Four fingers. Oh, baby. <gasps> Can we go to fisting? fisting that's what, that's what I was going to say. Five fingers. Five fingers. Five fingers. It's just like, oh, okay. All right. I and have then, personally then, never had a whole fucking fist inside of me. And I don't know that I'd want it. <laughs> oh, it's possible. You don't know until you try. I know it's possible. <laughs> it's sort of how you have to get ready to receive it on, on, on the bottom. Like. On the tush, yes. Uh-huh. Like you have to you really say- work on it so that it could not hurt when it comes in. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, but when it's in, oh my god! Like, are you I, serious? Like I saw the, you know, like I, you know what? When I used to watch like anime porn and with the girl like salivating, I thought that's just ridiculous, right? You know what I hate about anime porn when the penis is so freaking big. That when they insert it inside of her, her stomach raises. Oh. What kind of stupid shit is that? And no. men get off on it. So I mean, I don't I know. Never saw that wrong if there's a woman out there that that likes it, but I'm like, first of all, anatom autonomic autonomically. Can you say it? Autonomic, anatomically. 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 Speaking, <laughs> that doesn't happen. No, I mean we can't. No, but it, that's why it's a fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen that, but now I'm gonna look at that. Uh, but oh, yeah. no, yes, it's a big uh subsection on like Pornhub and oh, other- okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. But um, the salivating when you're getting it from behind, oh my god, I felt that before, like literally, <laughs> like had to wipe the saliva from my chin, and I was like so shocked because I had never felt something like that before. Oh my God, we've gone to a whole nother level right I now. I know. I'm so sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> they know this. This is gender neutral. It applies to both. Yes. 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 It That's applies true. To both. We I all saw, have buttholes. I saw a video of some guy like pleasuring himself with just like this, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" And okay, so I said like this, and the people listening can't see to his pointer finger and his flip-off finger and his thumb and i'm like 
Has no one ever showed him that he can literally engulf his entire penis with his hand and that that is more closely going to mimic the act of sex than those three little fingers? Mormon sex. (laughs) It's as as much as they can imagine. I guess. Oh, my gosh. I I was like, this poor guy. So I'm all about rating (laughs) her on the new scale. Um, just loosely going because you know we don't have it written down or I do like that. I just wrote it down. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go. Four I'm never fingers. gonna forget this because I just came up with it. <laughs> I'm gonna go. This is Sarah, and my new rating on this beer is four fingers. <laughs> okay, I want you to remember this. Yes. So <laughs> this is. I think we can stay with the Super Saiyan because I think that is also. I mean, would we consider Super Saiyan? Fisting. Well, if you yeah, fisting is five. Super Saiyan is still six. Okay. No, fisting is just like put your whole hand in there. <laughs> <laughs> like five is just the whole hand. There's so there's fisting nothing. is something else. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Got it. Got it. So fisting is our new Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. glad you. I'm. I'm glad you understand. Got it. Okay. So I have one finger, two finger, three finger, four finger, five is hand, and six is fisting. <laughs> was we have just reached the NC-17 ratings. <laughs> hey, I think we passed it. Once, once Sarah told us. Like, that's it. We passed it. And so I'll go. This is Kristen, and I am giving it the whole hand like actually okay here's what here's what i say five is it is hand and mouth (gasps) because that is what what takes mama to another level oh hell yeah i i'm there (laughs) and it's the same with men as well anybody with a penis if you are with the hand and the mouth at the same time then Yes. So. Oh, I'm uh, yes. I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> I know. I know. Imagine it. Imagine it. So that's yes. what I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know what we. I don't know where we've landed with hand and mouth. If that was five, <laughs> and if fisting is more than that, because I cannot say, because I have never experienced such. But I'm writing down hand and mouth for five, <laughs> <laughs> and I am giving it a hand and a mouth. At the same time. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh my God. And I know what that's like. Yes. Yes. My hey, eyes are rolling. My eyes are rolling back. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> I'm just basking in my utter like like big brain. I'm big brain mean <laughs> right now. I'm just I'm on another level, like spiritually right now. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna give it the fist. Ooh, you're giving is... it the fist? Oh, oh my god. god! From a woman who started saying that she didn't like the sediment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like this is like I want you guys to know that this is just how like radically different the smell and the mm-hmm. taste are. Like it took oh, me yes. by surprise. Like yeah. it like it literally did. Like I was like the DW meme, like or which whichever whichever meme of shock 
it is that you like have that is of your choice. That was me. As soon <laughs> yeah. as I actually took a sip because this shit tasty. Yeah, and that threw really me off good. like that. It surprised me enough that I like it went past five. That is just like this was unprecedented. I was not prepared. I was not prepared for the hand to go to the fist. That's basically what, <laughs> that's basically what happened here. I, mean, I, I feel like that is, that is what she said. Like I wasn't even prepared for like the first finger. It just went in. But even the fist is gender neutral because I've seen that video too. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but always remember, guys. So that concludes our beer review. But also remember, never go ass to V. Right. Do not do that. Ever with fingers or mouth exactly. or, or penis <laughs> right. or toy. Oh, God, no, please. Yes. It applies to everything. Everything. Yes. The board. You go from front to back, people. Wiping rules. <laughs> <laughs> but not the other way around. Not the other way around. Nasties. <laughs> Yeah, they do it in porn, but that's different. You don't they, see them stop. Stop and, and clean themselves. Yes, and yeah. yeah. We don't even see the fluffers. They have fluffers, guys. Anyway, <laughs> that has been our beer review. All right, guys. Now it's time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today, guys? I feel very offensive <laughs> right now that we went from that beer review <laughs> to a book that is literally a YA book. <laughs> I know, I know. But hey, what what are we to the do? The creator of this book, we cannot tag her. On- <laughs> <laughs> we cannot tag her on this episode because it is is so inappropriate. And I can. She goes to all the conventions with her mom, and she's so sweet and she's so nice, and her mom is too. And I would be so mortified, <laughs> mortified, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> being like, "Here, here's the here's the episode that we review in your book," because we are reviewing Soul Stream, and this book is, um. Written by Saida Wolf, who at the time of this writing was 16 years old when she wrote this book. Oh my gosh. Yes. And she is not just the writer. She is also the the artist. artist. She is an all-encompassing creative on this book. And so, uh, and Soulstream, it's not just YA, because YA, we could have gotten away with 12 to 18 this is freaking all ages. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes. You know, we should have probably thought more thought more thoroughly about what we were going to be talking, but <laughs> you know, we're fluid. This is what happens. We Yo, Loki, I'm like a little lit right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, but like I was drinking wine before this. Yeah. So yes, yes, yes. So Oops. Soul Stream <laughs> is an all ages fantasy superhero comic book series about a team of magic wielding teenagers fighting to save another dimension uh and that is the long and short of this story and uh it is um published by scout comics under their uh all ages imprint scoot and which i think is so cute in such a uh inventive uh imprint name um so Scoot is uh, the little imprint of 
all of their all ages uh, titles. And so um, Saida um, has been working or had worked on this uh, story for two years uh, in high school. She started writing on it as a sophomore. And two years later, she um, got a deal with Scout. And she they, what they did is they published the first issue and they gave it out to comic book uh, stores and we gave ours out for free to people to kind of get interest going on the book. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. They didn't re uh, release any other issues. They went from releasing one issue to releasing this trade. trade paper. Oh, and that's wow. how they've done a lot of their YA and all ages books. They've done one issue and then gone to um, the book. Okay. So this particular book, like I said, is written by uh, and drawn by one little person uh, who is a young teenage woman. And I, yes. I apologize if you've made it this far in the <laughs> podcast. But, you know, there is, um, there is a rating on our podcast that says, what does it say? Adult? Uh, uh, it's mature or something like advisory. that. Advisory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. At one point, I think we tried not to swear, and then we realized that wasn't yeah. That wasn't possible. the case. So yeah. all, of, like, all of our episodes are flagged uh, advisory, blah, 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 because yeah, we yeah, swear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, this particular book came out i want to say in august of 2021 because saida was a guest at heidi hill comics grand opening and the trade had not come out yet she had copies of it and she was selling some but it hadn't come out yet to um through distribution so um we've had this book for all that time and we just barely now got to it because we just had so many in the queue waiting to get to it um, and she has been a guest on the Heidi Ho um, Tuesday Night Live show. She's super, super friendly and cool and nice. And I swear, so creative. Um, this particular story, um, I had only read the first issue before I read this trade. Uh, and I was really impressed with the first issue. Oh, but yes. then reading the whole story, like her story development and just how character development yeah the character development it was just super super um to me no i, I don't want to be offensive to either saida or other creators but like to me i feel like it was a story that seemed to be developed by someone much older if that makes yes sense. yes yes it does it does um I was just, I mean, I'm for, I'm just learning that she was 16 when she did this. So, uh, I'm I think shocked. she's probably 17 or 18 now, but it doesn't matter because yeah. she developed this story when she was 16 and mm -hmm. I'm reading stuff she wrote when she was 16 yeah. and I'm just like really shocked that she was 16 Yeah, because, uh, the character development, she also drew it. She did the art. She did the storyboard. She did the story. She did that is amazing and yeah. and i mean you know anybody can do that right anybody can try to do their own artwork and their own writing whatever but for her to be published and to have written such an amazing story 
I'm just like, wow, you were 16. What the heck was I doing when I was 16? <laughs> oh, let me think. Oh, I, I don't know. My life can be condensed from being emo from 11th grade, not from 11 years old, all the way till now. <laughs> I was like, I think I was trying to hide my report card from my parents. That's all I can remember. Like, so one of the things that I really enjoyed about the story is that it's not just a story. Okay. So we start with, um, two friends who, oh no, not two friends, a brother and a sister, brother and sister yeah. who discover this weird thing in the forest that a portal, a portal to another world, another dimension. Wait, uh, and, now, we? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the main character and her brother get sucked into this other world and then she actually, I can't remember her name. Marie um, Marie Rosales and Marcus Rosales. Okay, so Marie, through this portal, actually um, receives this bracelet and she receives powers. And she, so the name of the book Soul Stream is the name of who she is. It's her alternate, um, her alternate what do you character. call it character um when her ego ego or, when she yeah. has her bracelet on and um there is a like a queen or a, she's a the mage goddess a mage yes who comes to her and is like hey there are two other bracelets you need to find them you need to band together you need to save our world yes. basically mm -hmm. and so that is the overarching storyline but within the story like Sarah mentioned, the character development and also the personal struggles that each of the characters have is so, like, for us, I don't like not giving credit where credit is due. Right, because right. Year old, I thought that I knew everything and that I was <laughs> the shit. <laughs> but to be honest, as a 49 year old woman, I'm looking back on that. I knew that that wasn't true. And I knew that I was sorely lacking life experiences, <laughs> but the fact that this 16 year old creator was able to incorporate all of these character developments and like, it doesn't come right out and say, but her friend, um, What's the friend's name? I want to say Simon, but it's not Simon. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then also world building. Yes. But uh, let me get that, that the, the name of the dude. Mm, so sorry. Uh, but just has anxiety of being around people, her friend. Um, and I and totally related with Oliver Korn. Uh, Oliver, Kron. there you go. Oliver Korn. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, um, I, I so felt him. I mm -hmm. did. Uh, and then the girl that they meet um, that is the third person who is just kind of like, I don't have anything to do with you people, but apparently I have to be here. So I'll, I'll make the best of it type thing. Like very antisocial and just like you're not my walls friend. up yep, yep. Um, for reasons that we are not sure of. And it's just so developed. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, for all of those reasons, but just, yes, the world development, the character development, and the fact that it shouldn't matter to me of whoever wrote it, but the fact that it was a teen 
girl um, just makes it all the better uh, in my book. Yeah, um, the girl was Evelyn Lucas was the other party. So there's three bracelets, Marie, Oliver, and Evelyn get the bracelets. And Marcus, the brother, Mm -hmm. is also there. And he wants to, like, also help them out. And he does, which I love. Without any power. Any power at all. And he does. And I love it. I love the world building on this and um, the character development in this first trade was super amazing. I looked at the cover and I was like, mm, uh, whatever, why am I reading this? <laughs> but when I read it, oh my God, I was like, I'm not going to put it down. This is so good. So good. And the art, I mean, <clears throat> I think it has a little bit like of an inspiration from anime. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and you know how anime could have like really hyper, like emotional faces. But um, they did a, she did a, an amazing job of the dialogue combining with the emotions the characters were feeling. And it was just like amazing. Like I, like even down to like the 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 cold stare from some of the the other the bad characters or the bad side. Yeah. And um I mean and there's there is a fun factor in this because there are some part in the story where some henchmen uh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I know I love that. It made me laugh okay. and and I really loved it. And and I mean I I I honestly guys I did not think i was gonna like this book i really didn't i was hesitant it was the last one i read but i loved it i loved it so much and now oh sorry go ahead and and now that i know that it was written by a teenager i'm just like oh my god you're a genius like good (laughs) lord like what was i doing when i was 16 i was hiding my report card from my parents you know like wow you're amazing like i love it yeah i love also that it's a story that is all ages and that we who are definitely all ages (laughs) (laughs) and appreciate it and enjoy it and share it with younger uh creators or younger creators younger readers (laughs) so i i really am a fan of ya uh books regardless if it's comics or not, I'm a big fan of YA TV shows. <laughs> I am a sucker for everything CW, everything form, everything that used to be ABC family or whatever. Like I'm, I am totally all about those. <laughs> and so I love reading YA stuff and all ages stuff. And uh, the fact that I think that it resonated with older readers as well is super important. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel that if you, I feel that if you weren't in my life, I would like lose a lot of this amazing content out there because I am not the YA person. I'm all Mm -hmm. about the, like the uh, horror and the gore and all of that, you know, like I want to, you know, like, but, but, but you sharing this with us was like, I, I love that you do that for the podcast because it makes me read something that I would never read and then freaking enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> and I love this. I, I mean, 
it leaves you at a cliffhanger, of course, but it's yeah. so good. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to know what's going to happen. Like, it's so good. Jen. That I've been very silent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's because I was busy drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> but Jen's eyes have slowly gotten smaller I mean, and smaller. <laughs> yeah. Smaller and smaller or darker and darker? No, like your eyes are, are opened less and less as the podcast has gone on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got the sleepy bitch look, but it's actually just <laughs> drunk me. Um, uh, No, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I enjoyed it. It was the closest equivalent that I can think of it is a magical girl meets Power Rangers. Um, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's not bad. Uh, I enjoyed the dialogue. Definitely YA hasn't been a thing for me since high school. Mm. Um, after a certain point, I was just all like, eh, sometimes YA is a little bit too heteronormative for me. But this wasn't. Um, um, it definitely explored like the, some uh, questions about gender and identity yeah. and stuff like that. And I really did appreciate that as well. Mm. Uh, but above all else, it was a very fun read. Mm-hmm. It, it really was a fun yes. read uh and i would not have known that this was a teenager i would have like if you would have asked me i was just like who do you think wrote this i would have said like i, was, I would have said you're a very young writer or a very like um uh, like like a debut a debut graphic novel for somebody mm-hmm. is what i would have said i didn't know it was a teenager so kudos to her she has down dialogue down like really really well and she's got a good sense of pacing for her story yeah. as well i think oh, yes. it did really well and i love i really did love her character i like the the purple one at the end the edgy one because that's yeah. just who oh, i am i love <laughs> her too yeah so like that's Rebecca. just who i am as a person yeah so i was just like yeah i i like that last one um um but it was it's good it's a it's a good solid fun story and definitely like like you can say like why no there's definitely some parents who i can think of who would be like no this is like this is too much for my five or eight year old or whatever <laughs> age it is that they're trying to like get their child or whatever um um but i would say it's like definitely all ages ya area um um but it's good I think you guys have all said like everything that needs to be said about it. It's a, it's a pretty good, it's a good, well-paced story that has clever dialogue and a really nice kind of semi-familiar um, uh, setting as well. When Saida was a guest on uh, Tuesday Night Live, I asked her uh, if there were plans to do a second trade and she was a little bit um, trying to be secretive, but basically was like the, this book ended in a place where it's definitely possible. And she is still working on character development and story development because this particular story is very close to her heart. Well, that is amazing. I mean, oh my God, how, I wonder how old she is now. I mean, um, I feel like she probably now is like maybe 17, 18, because when she came to, when she came to be a guest, she, or when, when we first got the, the free one to give out, they were touting it as this book was written by a 16 year old and she was 16 presently. 
Um, so she, that means she actually wrote it from 14 to 16. Oh my um, God. So, because it says here in the back matter that, uh, she began working on it as a sophomore in high school and 14, I think is, is about that time. No, um, 16 as a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so long oh, wait, ago, no, I don't know. Sophomore. No junior is 11th grade. Sophomore is 10th grade. So 15, yeah. she was okay, 15, so 15. Yes. So, I know. Sophomore quinceanera. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she, um, Probably is very close to being 18 now, if she isn't already. She's still not even of drinking age, guys. I she know. has so much talent. And and, she, and her mother is covering her ears for most of this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will share with her. I won't tag her, but I will share with her. But um, honestly. Just trying to skip up to <laughs> yeah, the review. Right? But honestly, I, I, like I said before, this is Sarah and I'm just going to say it. Like I do, I, I just didn't think I was a YA person, let alone all ages person at all. I like the gore. I like all the profanity. I love all that stuff. Um, but because uh, Kristen, she, Kristen and Jen contribute to like the titles that we will review on our podcast, and they brought this one up and i like i said i read it last uh but when i did i could not put it down and i loved it i loved i loved the world building i love the character development i love learning about every person in the book and not only that like knowing the fact that she had wrote out all this story and drew it and did the art for the comic I'm going to give it the whole panaderia, guys. Like, I freaking love that. Like, mm -hmm. it's so amazing. Like, I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so just as a reminder to our listeners, we rate on a three pandulce scale, uh, three conchas um, scale. And if it is a book, that we absolutely love we might add in a champurrado or cafe de olla but when it's the whole panaderia that is amazing and i have to agree with sarah that i am giving this book the whole panaderia uh as a creative young woman she hit it out of the park with her first comic venture and i can't honestly can't wait to see what she's going to come up with as her skills develop and mature yep yeah, no, it's it's really good. I did enjoy reading it. I am going to be on the bit more of a conservative side and give two conchas, simply because when there's something like this and it very distinctly has a volume, oh, it doesn't, wait, hold on. I mean, yeah, it has a one on it. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting like kind of like a nameless city kind of level thing for the future. So, um, uh, or what's that one that, Kids really love it starts with an A. Amulet. Yeah, kind of amulet kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this could be like an amulet level kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So two conchas for now. We did good, okay. but expect even better for the next one. Nice. Excellent, guys. That was our book review.
All right, guys, it's now time for In La Libreria. Jen, what do you have for us today? So today, what I have for you guys is Yawa, the adventure number one, an African explorer adventure comic. Uh, and the little subtitle that it has is it's a fun cross between Tintin, Scooby-Doo, Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. And it was actually, <laughs> it, it got the label of Project We Love from Kickstarter. And oh, it, nice. And it's fully, it's fully funded. It had um a, a goal of two thousand dollars with thirty two thousand thirty five dollars, and it's currently at five thousand two hundred ninety six dollars wow. with two hundred and eight backers and eighteen days to go. But this is just an issue number one, and the art on it is absolutely adorable. So this is being like done by the person who's doing the Kickstarter is Bernard Mensa, and I believe he is also the creator for it and it's actually in english and in french Ooh, oh what yeah nice and um uh, one of their like touted um uh, like support like backer exclusive stuff is you can get audio commentary from the creator hosted by katherine kalania i don't know who that is so <laughs> but if you do know <laughs> uh like good for you so yawa <laughs> the adventure issue number one is an original 28 all ages action adventure comic series with an african twist featuring yawa a 13 year old near genius with a knack for getting into trouble it is the first ever comic to blend fact fiction history culture and modern living from a variety of african countries so like the story it's it's very it's focused on yawa but it has like a back cast of like there's a dr abel who is kind of uh like the dad to yawa there's kojo who is kind of like um uh, like an older brother figure or a brother figure to yawa uh and like seriously the art is the art is very reminiscent almost to me of tintin like the adventures of oh, tintin wow. almost on a bone level yeah oh, it's really yeah. really really cute um and like i said it's fully funded but the base pledge starts at um uh, two pounds or about three dollars and this is the tip jar uh so it's basically your name on the comic um wow i am fucking reading the french stuff <laughs> of this like right now and i'm just like i really should read french more when i'm like drunk that's the only time french makes sense. <laughs> Uh, the next pledge is um, uh, at three pounds, which is about five dollars. And in this one, you get like the digital comic as well as the previous reward, which is your name. And then the next tier is about four pounds, which is six dollars. And you get the deluxe digital uh, number one. So you get all the previous stuff as well as all the digital files, plus the script and like um, uh, sketch drawings and stuff like that. And then at seven pounds or ten dollars, you get the physical copy of the book uh, and all the other previous um, uh, rewards as well. And then it just keeps going on up from there as well. At forty-one dollars, you get um, uh, like the digital files, the comic, but you also get um, uh, like oh, you get at forty-one dollars, you get seven signed physical copies of of uh, 
of the book, as well as all previous um, uh, rewards. And then, of course, like it keeps going. You should check it out. It looks like a really fun read. Very great for like kids and stuff like that, especially if you are looking for something that's like Tintin, Scooby-Doo, Indiana Jones. It is Yawa the Adventurer number one on Kickstarter. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. All right, guys, now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So today I have for uh, the listeners a publishing company called Radiator Comics, who is a publishing company that really supports smaller um marginalized creators and also zine creators and the reason why this uh publishing company uh came onto quote-unquote my radar although this isn't on my radar this is Funko C Fortis is because they actually published a trade paperback called Dias de Consuelo written by Dave Ortega and right now they are taking pre-orders for it at radiatorcomics.com And this book is a history and nonfiction graphic novel for young adults about childhood, family, grandparents, immigration, Mexico, parents, and war. So they are um, going to be releasing this in early March, and you can pre-order it on radiatorcomics.com. But Sarah actually already has a copy because she backed the Kickstarter. So look at that. When you back the Kickstarter, you're the first one to be in the know. So Dias de Consuelo is an intimate immigration memoir in the graphic tradition of Persepolis that connects the personal recollections of the author's abuela with the storm of events that made up one of the most important uprisings of the 20th century, the Mexican Revolution. This graphic novel introduces middle grade through adult readers to the captivating story of Consuelo, her mother, Evarista, grandmother, Isabel, and sister, Beatriz, as their lives are upended apart by civil war. Diaz de Consuelo is also the perfect introduction to revolutionary figures like Pancho Villa. Remind me to tell you guys my grandmother's story about Pancho Villa. Oh, I need to know uh, <laughs> And Emiliano Zapata. The series of uprisings <laughs> that they led... To put an end to centuries-old systems of oppression and the toll that this violence took on daily life. With its expressive cartooning style, this book celebrates the Mexican-American experience in a way that has yet not been seen in the comics medium. So you can pre-order, like I said, this comic on radiatorcomics.com. And the book itself will be released, released March 1st, 2022. And if you pre-order the book, it will ship before March 1st and come with an exclusive book plate. Um, Dave Ortega uh, is the creator, and he's been self-publishing comics and zines since 2010. And Radiator Comics uh, themselves is a, a publishing company that distributes, produces, and promotes handmade, self-published, and small press comics that focus on self-expression and storytelling. At the core of their mission is a commitment to increasing the population of comic book readers, providing support to comic book makers, and to create the best work they possibly possibly can by fairly compensating creators for their work. So check out radiatorcomics.com. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
I just got this comic book, so I can't wait to read it. So, it oh, looks you just amazing. got it recently? Yeah, I just oh, got it recently. Cool. Yeah, so I'm so excited to read it. I haven't read it because we have a lot of stuff on our docket, but I am so excited about it. And uh, yeah, definitely pre-order this comic. Uh, I will be posting about it in the future. Thank you so much for bringing that uh, to us on Juntos y Fuertes. All right, guys, now it's time for saludos. And saludos goes out to today to Javier Solorzano. Javier just is supporting our podcast by he actually mailed us three packets of Super Lucha Cats for oh, our cool. fundraiser. I, love Lucha Cats. I know, right? For our fundraiser. So you guys, if you actually buy a ticket to our fundraiser, you are available to be uh, a winner of the Lucha Cats packet. And not only is it Super Lucha Cats issue one and two, but they also put in like a lot of like amazing swag, a lot of freaking stickers. It's so amazing. Some are them are like they look like rainbow. It, it, it's it's amazing. I, I love it. So, like, support him and his comic. Uh, and Instagram is at Lucha Cat. And, um, again, that's at Lucha Cat. And that is Javier Solorzano. Thank you so much for your support on our for our uh, fundraiser, for our podcast. We really appreciate you. You're amazing. We love your comic book. We've talked about it before. We reviewed your first issue. We loved it. A little bit of nostalgia to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was just really amazing. So thank you so much for your support. That is why we are issuing saludos to you today. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Where can they find us, Kristen? So you can find us at commodicycomics.com. You can go there and find all the links to all of our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what else? I don't think we have our TikTok on there yet. TikTok, we, yes. Oh, yeah. Yay. So um, you can go there. You can also reach us at commodicycomics at gmail.com. And you can slide into our DMs with any question, comment, uh, that you like. So definitely reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And don't forget, we have a YouTube channel that has these amazing interviews. Oh, YouTube. That's what I forgot. Las Platicas with uh, amazing creators, amazing people in the Latinx community. And I mean, just amazing creators. The latest one we just had out is Daniel Calvo, and it's super amazing and inspiring. Please check us out. Please like and subscribe. That has been this episode. We have been your host, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.